Hi, I'm Joanna Robinson. Join us every week on the Prestige TV podcast feed as your favorite ringer hosts like Bill Simmons, Van Lathan, Mallory Rubin, Sean Fennessy, Chris Ryan, Juliet Lippman, and many more cover the latest episodes of your favorite TV obsessions. From boardrooms to throne rooms to courtside and through the mushroom apocalypse, we'll be here throughout the week breaking it all down. Subscribe to the Prestige TV podcast feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Or at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep! Go to Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Welcome to an episode of Morally Corrupt here on the Ringer Reality TV feed. I am Chelsea Stark-Jones, and today I am joined by the most beautiful Zach. You look stunning. Thank you. I'm in Chicago right now. In my home away from home. So Chicago looks good on you. Thank you. Maybe I should yeah. come here more often. Yeah, maybe. You're popping in all the right places. Um, but today, guys, we are going to cover, don't worry, we got you. We're going to cover Summer House. We have been dissing Summer House for the last couple of weeks, but the reunion is here and we have some thoughts. But also, can we not forget Vanderpump Rules reunion part two? We will also be talking about that. Lots of revelations coming out of there. It was hectic, just as hectic as part one, but we will break it all down for you. Zach, what did you think of the summer house? Like overall thoughts on the summer house reunion? I liked it, but I'm like annoyed that everybody's like against Carl and Lindsay. Like it just feels like every this is everybody's opportunity to just like air their grievances and to just pile on Carl and Lindsay. And I'm just like, everybody's just like bitter and they're hating on Carl and Lindsay and they're in their love bubble and they're doing amazing. And they just need to like Paige needs to chill. They're doing amazing, sweetie, which is also a show here on the Ring of Reality feed that Zach and Amelia host uh, covering the Kardashians. But I 100% agree. The only bullet that I have or the only, you know, thing that I have on our summer house reunion is Lindsay attack question mark. Cause that's what it felt like. <laughs> and it was really, really hard to watch. It was dumb because they were like, 
Lindsay, you've had meetings with production about the show. It's like, yeah, you all have meetings with production about the show. You have a check-in meeting before the season. You check in with your producers throughout the season. Like, that's how the show goes. That's how the sh- they all know how it works. So the fact that they're all like, Lindsay spins everything. It's like, mm, like, we're not breaking the fourth wall, but we're trying to make it look like, you know, Lindsay's having secret meetings with production about Kyle cheating on Amanda without addressing the fact that Kyle was cheating on Amanda. Like, it's just the level of deflection is insane. Or even Paige being like, I know how People Magazine works and I know that the engagement was set up. And then Dave Quinn from People Magazine's like, well, apparently you don't know how People Magazine works because... Bravo's the one that called us. The network called us and asked us to cover this. Carl and Lindsay didn't ask us to cover this. And they asked us to cover it after the proposal had happened on camera. Yeah, we'll definitely get into the People magazine of it all. Please, because I'm over Paige, Chelsea. I'm, oh, I love Paige too. and I, I love Sierra. I used to love her. And this season, I can't. Oh, no. Sierra, as someone I never really got on board with and... Even more so this reunion and this part. I I thought she was so rude and dismissive of Gabby for no reason. And I just, you know, we had this great black girl joy moment last season with Maya and Sierra. And I just don't like the exclusionary-ness of keeping Gabby out of that. It feels very, um, it feels very mean. And I I honestly don't know where it's coming from. But let's 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 dive into it all. So and again, there was other things that were discussed. We learned, you know, Amanda's fertility is is in good shape. Carl and or not Carl. What's the new guy's name? Chris. Chris. Chris and Danielle seem to have some flirtatious things going on now that Danielle's single. So there was other little tidbits floating around during the reunion. But what really stood out was, of course, everything that the other side of the couch had to say about Lindsay and Carl because he's her fiance now, which. One of those things being that they think Lindsay feeds the blogs, that she is telling the blogs things and having all these relationships and conversations and and giving them all the tea. And this happens when, of course, there was another cheating rumor about Kyle that came out over the season, which honestly seemed a little bit to fly under the radar. Like I saw it on Dumois, but no one really like picked up and ran with it. Did you see like it didn't really catch any traction no i know they like addressed it very briefly and watch what happens live i think amanda did and or yeah it was amanda and kyle and they were kind of like yeah we're not bothered by it and then we just like all moved on from it yeah it didn't really seem like a big deal but apparently it it was to to kyle and amanda that they believe that it was Lindsay that told that fed this rumor to dumois and Paige backs them up saying that well she knows that that they do do this because she told Lindsay fed a story about Craig at Kyle and Amanda's wedding, which we get a a screen grab of an article where Craig allegedly got kicked out of Kyle and Amanda's wedding for being too belligerently drunk, which tracks. Sorry, I believe it. (laughs) Like Craig is an asshole and he drinks a lot. So and you're at a wedding with a lot of people. Anybody could have leaked that. Yeah, anybody could have leaked it. And it was Samantha Bush, Bravo historian, that broke that story or wrote that story or whatever. So who knows who her sources could have been, but I really don't think... I thought she came out and said that it wasn't Carl and Lindsay. Yeah, I think she did. And also, they have no evidence. Like, both of these accusations are made so strongly, like, they firmly believe this, with, like, no shed 
nothing of evidence, receipts, anything. We're not getting any type of like, well, I heard it from this or nothing. It's just like, well, I think you did it. And Andy, no, kind not, of pressed, I think you did it. I know you did it. Yes, I know you did it. And Andy kind of pressed like, well, how do you know? But they they weren't really following up with anything substantial. Like, and so to me, it's just it's a snooze. I mean, and I just don't see Carl and Lindsay being the types that go and like leak things to the press to try and like get something out there. Like, I just don't think Lindsay cares that much. Yeah, I agree. I think she is who she is and she doesn't She's really... a great reality star in, the ter- in terms of she knows how to push storylines and she knows how to perform on camera, but she's not the type to go and leak things in the press. Not at all. Another thing about this, so I wrote Pages Activated and... This happened at the end of or the reunion last season. And then now it's happening again this season where it seems like the girls are fine with Lindsay up until the reunion. And to me, that just feels so fake and like annoying. Like if you've had these issues with her all summer, if you felt this way about her all summer, why didn't you address this during the season? Like, why did you just stay in your bed and eat junk food yeah, and yeah, get messy? Put the like, Doritos down and actually have a conversation with her and be like, this is how I feel. And try to work it out or resolve it or like get us to some sort of bus station, right? We're on the bus and I'm yes. waiting for it to stop somewhere. And it just keeps going round and round and round about the same things. And uh, it does feel like they just don't like Lindsay. And they're probably just bitter that Lindsay and Carl are in a good place and they're actually happy in their relationship. Sierra's single and wishes she wasn't. Paige has Craig and he does get belligerently drunk and probably gets kicked out of a lot of weddings. So that's not fun. And they live, you know, in two different cities that that's not always the most convenient situation. Danielle's newly single. Maya just got cheated on. Amanda's not in a perfect relationship with Kyle. Let's be honest. They've had their ups and downs that their ride hasn't been as smooth as Carl and Lindsay that I think they're all just jealous and bitter. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that assessment completely. But I also just think, you know, I don't know if she heard the calls from the audience that she's not doing enough, but it just felt like she put on like such a thick layer of drama. And it's just not. Yeah. It's just not, she's just missing the mark. Like, I, yeah. and also, you know what? This is one of the things that I hate about housewives. When you hold a grudge for too long, it, it it's boring. Like, it's enough. Like, I thought you guys moved on. It seemed as if all season you moved on. And now you're bringing up things from seasons ago that upset you or that she said during that. Like, I, I don't, that she, you weaponized, like you were a bitch about her miscarriage last season. You were. Like you were kind of snarky and you guys were shaming her about it last season. So yeah, yeah, I do understand why she thinks that you weaponized it. Like it it just feels like this weird rewriting of history, but also, you know, just like, let it go and move on. Like we can't keep having these same fights from seat, like from since you got here again, she brought up when she first joined season, whatever, when she's 25 years old and Lindsay yelling at her like, okay, that's Lindsay. (laughs) like and it didn't even seem that bad and you yelled back you held your own like yeah you were fine you moved on from it yeah yeah so i just it was it was it's really frustrating to watch and then again the cheating rumors from several years ago several summers ago gets brought up and gets addressed i forgot this happened but there was a rumor that Lindsay had heard from a, a mutual friend of her and kyle's that he had made out with someone drunkenly while during a summer or whatever. And Lindsay brings it up 
to Kyle on camera and asks him or confronts him about it or whatever. Kyle says he doesn't remember if this happened because he was so drunk, which, God, uh, is something Hello. else to talk about. But, um, but did Lindsay need to tell this to Kyle and Amanda off camera? It depends on the level of friendship. Like, if they really okay. had a solid friendship, like they want to say that they said, then like okay, maybe a heads up on camera. Like I get Amanda, but I don't think that their friendship was as tight as they're trying to make it out to be now. Uh, yeah. One. And two, it's like you all signed up for a reality show. Kyle's relationship has been the center of this reality show with Amanda. Your friendship is, you know, about this reality show. Like these things have to be talked about and have to be addressed. And this is just what it is. You know, this is the game that you signed up for. You can't be, you know, signing up to play baseball and then be mad when you strike out or be mad when the other team tags you out because you didn't make it to the base on time. Those are the, the rules of the game. You're on a reality show. You have to live your life. Yeah, I kind of felt like I was in Carl's line of thinking with this when he basically was like, dude, you cheated. Like, you yeah. can't get mad at people for exposing or saying that you cheated. If you didn't you do cheated. the act, then and he didn't deny we wouldn't it. have any. Yeah, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. He didn't remember it. He didn't deny it. He couldn't remember. Yes, exactly. So it's like you can't get upset about someone say like you should be upset at yourself for putting yourself in that situation to begin with like we, exactly. sh we shouldn't even be having this conversation exactly and again like we are filming a reality show it pissed me off in the finale when Maya was hiding her mic or telling Oliver to take his mic pack off when she found out that he was being unfaithful to her like this is yep. we're not we're not keeping secrets here like if this is happening on camera when you're in the house and it's happening on camera in the house we can't tiptoe around these things and then get upset with Carl and Lindsay for saying that they're not showing their full selves on the show when like you guys are all sneaking around and hiding at the same time being like, oh, but Lindsay gets drunk and she gets activated. So it's like, does she get drunk and get activated and go crazy on camera? Or she doesn't show, you know, the flaws in her relationship and they're being fake on camera. Like, which one is it? You yes. don't like that she's too much on camera or she's hiding too much on camera? It's, she can't win. No, Maya literally hid the entire cheating thing with her boyfriend who still showed up to the finale party. Like, no. Yes. And then they get into the whole, like, Lindsay knew they were getting engaged type thing. And who gives a fuck if she knew or not? Like, who, who cares? Gives a like, fuck? this is her moment. Let her have her moment, whether she knew or not, whether she wants to wear shoulder pads or not. Like, who cares? Let her have her moment. But it's another <laughs> example of them just not being able to let Lindsay be happy because they don't want to see her happy. They hate that Lindsay and Carl are happy. Yeah. And it's a thing like all girls that have an inkling that they're or women that have an inkling that they're about to get engaged. We make sure our nails are done. We make sure we're wearing an outfit whenever we go out on a date night that we like. Like those are things because you talk to your partner about getting married. So, you know, it's going to come at some point. So you always make sure every best moment or occasion you, you're looking your best. You might not know it's going to happen that night, but you're just you're on you're on call you you know what could happen so i don't get why it's such a big deal if she quote unquote knew or not like she probably had suspicions like all women that are about to get engaged have suspicions exactly it's insane and this is where we get Paige saying that she thinks that Carl and Lindsay are fake. The question was raised if they act any differently off camera than they do on camera 
And we have the side of the couch, Gabby, Sam, and Chris all saying like, no, we think they act the same. Like they seem happy both on and off. And Danielle even chimes in and says, yeah, like, I think that they're the same um, on camera and then off. I just don't think they want to show too much of their issues, which, okay, fine. And Paige says, yeah, I think they're fake. Like, they got engaged and three hours later, it's up on People Magazine. And she thinks that this was a whole calculated move to get them publicity and to get them on People Magazine, X, Y, and Z, yada, yada, yada. And Dave Quinn, who you mentioned at the start of the show, who's a People Magazine writer, and he wrote the article in which this dropped that they were engaged. He tweeted, someone said, but is Paige correct? Was it premeditated? He says, not at all. A rep from the network called and asked people to run a story because Lindsay and Carl were celebrating in a public space where plenty of people could see them. Bravo worried the news would be leaked likely by those or by their co-stars. So I wrote it fast. Perhaps Paige doesn't in fact know how People Magazine works, but I'm happy to fill her in anytime she wants, which I loved the the snark at the end. (laughs) And how would she know how People Magazine works? It's not like she's ever been on the cover. It's not like she's ever had an exclusive. Exactly. And his rationale or his, you know, telling of, the behind the scenes of it all makes sense. Like, yeah, I, I saw pictures on freaking Instagram or Bravo blogs, cell phone, grainy photos of them getting yeah. engaged. So like, yeah, why would it Bravo wants to get in front of it? They want to put the best looking photos ahead of it. And yeah, it makes And it's great promotion sense. for the show more yes. than it is good promotion for Lindsay and Carl. Lindsay and Carl's engagement was going to get out regardless, but this is a way of Bravo controlling it and making it look really pretty so that it promotes mm-hmm. the show at the end of the day. Yeah, making it look elite as opposed and to... Did, did Carl and Lindsay love that they were featured in People Magazine? I'm sure they did. I'm sure Who they wouldn't? were like, heck yeah, we got an exclusive in People Magazine. Paige could never. So like, you know, I don't hate... I don't think... That, like, I don't have an issue with it. I'm sure they were fine with it. Paige is just bitter. Completely bitter. And she also comes at them saying that they don't have jobs. What's her job? To- Amazon Live? Yeah. Last time I checked, they all have the same jobs. Maybe Paige has a podcast and Carl and Lindsay don't, but they're all reality TV stars. They all quote unquote have endorsement deals and do endorsement deals. Jennifer Aiden could never. (laughs) What was that dig? Like I did, I didn't understand. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't understand how they have any less of a job. Like, does Sierra even still work as a nurse? Is she even still walking the floor? She's not still a nurse, but like, again, exactly. Like, she's not a nurse either. Like, they don't have, like, I think maybe Amanda and Kyle, Sam has a job. I think Gabby has, like, they well, they're new. They will have a job. job. Yeah, they will have them for the their first two seasons, yeah. and then they'll become reality stars like Paige. Yeah. So uh, another dig that really just felt like look in the mirror. And then we had this revelation, I guess we'll call it, that Danielle said she the reason why she felt like Carl and Lindsay weren't showing their true selves on camera was because there was a moment in Montauk when it was just the three of them. So I believe this was a cameras down situation. I don't think filming was even going on at this point. And Carl and Lindsay got into a fight because it was a time when Lindsay was drunk and Carl left the venue that they were at watching some concert 
And instead of going back to, I guess, where they were staying or getting a hotel nearby, he chose to drive three or take an Uber three hours back into the city, which Andy tells us and informs us that that was probably a $400 Uber, which seems extreme. Like, seems like a lot. To, it's a little drama queenie to, to go all the way and trek back to the city. But was that really that big of a deal to hold on to? No, because think of how many times you've gotten into a fight with a partner or with a friend and you like storm out dramatically and like, I'm spending the night at my mom's, whatever, whatever. That's dramatic. I'm sure people that have the money to spend $400 on an Uber are going to be dramatic and be like, I'm going back to the city. I'm over it. Like people have fights. A fight is not indicative of you being fake and not showing your real, real relationship because we saw Carl and Lindsay fight on the show this season alone. So like, it's not like they're trying to keep up. They're not Louie and Teresa trying to show us that it's only a perfect relationship. Like we've seen some of the cracks and some of the flaws in the relationship and we've seen them work through them. Yeah, I I felt like that was such a nothing burger. Um, and like Andy being like, did you keep this to protect them? Like what? Protect them from what? Like this is. They're still together. Is, They're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I felt it felt very strange. Overall. Yes. Part one. It was interesting. It was it was it was OK to watch, but it just feels like a gang up and it feels yeah. completely unwarranted because it seems like everything that the cast is angry about with Carl and Lindsay, specifically Lindsay has to do with stuff that we as viewers aren't seeing like yeah. things that are off camera. And then also their spin of it. Like you said, like they all meet with producers. Like that's how each season starts off. They have the producer for the season that they speak to throughout the filming. And then they debrief with the producer. So like the spin of it as well as just kind of making me more team Lindsay in this argument because it's very yeah. obvious that they're trying to manipulate this to make it seem one way. And maybe Lindsay is a mastermind and she is purposely not showing us the bad stuff. Like, but we've seen activated Lindsay. We've seen Lindsay crazy and we love what it. What are anyways. we not? So that's like, the thing is it's like, what are they? what are they so like worked up that they're not showing us? Like, I yeah. don't understand what is it that we're not seeing that they're seeing that because they don't tell us other than your relationship isn't perfect. You spin everything. Yes. And like, and again, like I'm curious about what happened at BravoCon, like Lindsay <laughs> yelling at someone on the watch. What happens oh, when she threw the shoe or and oh, yeah. threw the shoe or something like, I'm curious about that. Like, tell me that, give me the deets. But outside of that, I'm just like, mm. and also I, I find that entertaining. <laughs> like it doesn't make me like Lindsay less. <laughs> I like activated Lindsay. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, whatever, guys. We'll get part two. And I guess we'll dive into part two. We'll be more about the Lindsay and Danielle relationship. Carl not including Danielle in his proposal to Lindsay, which he had every right not to. But it does seem like Danielle buckles down on on that, which is going to be infuriating. <laughs> well, yeah, because she has all the girls on the couch with her backing her up and pumping her up because they like that. It, they in their mind it makes it look bad that Lindsay's lost one of her best friends but if anything they're just making Danielle look worse yeah she looks horrible but let's switch gears to our good old uh, classic Vanderpump rules this episode is brought to you by pure leaf iced tea 
Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. You know, Zach, I was talking to my mom this week and I was saying, I'm finding it hard. She was telling me to watch the New Jersey reunion. And I was like, I can't like, I haven't turned on Jersey since the Ireland trip. It hasn't been feeding my soul like it normally does. I haven't been keeping up with Atlanta. And quite honestly, like I have been watching a lot of TV because I feel like nothing compares to the rush that Vanderpump Rules has given me since March. Truly, it's been ever evolving and there's always another twist somewhere. Always. And I've even like, I know I'm late to the train. I've even started to watch Succession. Um, I'm on season two. But even that show, like it's good, but I can't like when I'm watching Vanderpump Rules, my eyes are glued to the television. Like I am, I am all in. I need my glass of wine. I am in it. But like, and I'll watch Succession. I'm like, oh, this is good. But like, oh, you know, I'll look on the timeline every once in a while and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it's really firing on all cylinders. It is. Yes. So the reunion part two starts off with, I just want to kick off with something that, you know, I love Lala. She's maybe one of my, if not my favorite cast member on the show. And I did feel like her story um, was undertold from um, the summer or last summer um, with everything that she was going through with Randall. I think we got the LA Times article was addressed in like episode two. And that was all that we ever really heard of what she was going through throughout the season. And so I did appreciate that we started part two with Lala and what she was going through with her summer and how she said, you know, she was high or she wasn't really not that she wasn't talking about it, but that, yeah, it was hard for her that she had a really hard summer. And it was something that we just didn't see a lot of. And I watched the Randall scandal on Hulu, which kind of was an extension of what the L.A. Times article was about. There was not too many new revelations in that Randall Scandal documentary. I thought it was dumb. <laughs> I did. I don't think it gave us anything. It, it made it. Listen, here's the thing. 
It told us that he was a Hollywood producer that's a jerk. That's really what it told us. And that's a story to me. I I don't know if it's that I'm desensitized to it living in L.A., but it's like it wasn't anything unique to what asshole producers do in Hollywood. You know, I feel like if you read the L.A. Times article, the documentary didn't really do anything for you because it was essentially the same extension of that. Yeah, it was like we added a little sprinkles on the cupcake by adding in a few more personal stories. But it's also like, how honest are the personal stories? Like, you always have to question and not to take anybody's experience away. But it's like, you know, once one person jumps in and then another person jumps in, like everybody's just going to keep piling on their stories and trying to one up their stories that it, you know, it wasn't anything new to the LA Times article. I agree. Yeah, the only like new addition that I did like from it was the Lala perspective. She wasn't necessarily yeah. in it. It was her mom and her brother and talking about her getting out and how she left and and even yeah. Randall's assistant kind of retelling that story about that day when she when when she left and cleaned out the closet when he was flying to Miami. Like that was interesting. Yeah. But if if you read the article and you've been keeping up with the gossip about what's going on with Randall um, off camera. It wasn't as explosive as you may have wanted it to be. But she she says she thinks a lot of things are going to come to yeah. light eventually. So I'm 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 hoping for that. But I did like that. We I kicked hope off. so. Yeah. Yeah. I did like that. We kicked off the, the reunion, at least addressing that, because I do think, you know, it's an ensemble cast. You don't get to hear everyone's, you know, personal stories in detail. So to to get into that was interesting. And then they break for lunch <laughs> and Tom goes in his tri- black trench coat, all black outfit to meet Rachel in her trailer. And this was wild to me. This was wild. He tells her, you know, they're trying to make us out to be pathological liars, which is what we saw in the trailer. And she goes... Well, we we know we're not. The only thing we lied about was this affair. This seven month long (laughs) affair when you were lying to everybody's faces. Like one lie that was a mountain on top of all these other lies. Like, what are you fucking like? What (laughs) was this affair? Yeah, that's the only thing we lied about was the entire affair. Deceiving everybody that was close to us in our lives for seven months. That's the only thing we lied about. Like the affair, it's like a spider web. Like the affair is here, but then there's all these other lies that come out of it. Like, what are you, what is wrong with you? (laughs) She's like, I just hate that. Like now my character is in question. Oh my God. When she said. Like what? Like you didn't think that when you first, like she really is. Like, what does she think her character was when she was banging her best friend's man? Like, what exactly. did she think? I'm a good girl. She is like, not what? all there. She is so. She's I, not I, all there. She is just so vacant. Like, there is just nothing going on upstairs, and it is so. Uh, it, it, it's hard to watch. It really was. Her reactions. We'll get to it later. But when Sheena was crying and just the blankness of her, like she is just. It's it's creepy. It's very yeah. creepy. And she was just like, yeah, I guess I regret a few things. Yes. And then another thing, she gets some cojones and she tells Tom, you know, I don't really love how it's coming across about your intimacy with her. And, you know, because that's not what and I, I could only go with what you were telling me. Um, and that's kind of not what you were saying. 
Like, yeah, girl, he was lying to you. Like, what did you think? He was being honest with you while he was fucking you and cheating on his girlfriend? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And like, at what point did you not think to question this in the seven months that you were banging him? Like, you know, when I just, it's it's so bizarre to me that she's just like, I believed what you were telling me. And like, you were lying to me. And like, I don't like that it's coming across as if you were lying to me because he was fucking lying to you because he was lying to his girlfriend while he was sleeping with you insane it was honestly when she said and and you could tell she was a little bit confused by that in last week's episode when it was well, all that's coming just up. her personality <laughs> but i mean out of all the other times when they cut away with her that was some one time where she showed some emotion um of like oh that's weird like that's not what he said to me her reactions are like a puppy you know when like a, a dog turns her head like that and like, <laughs> yeah. Like that's literally her entire reaction watching this reunion from her trailer a hundred feet away from Sheena. (laughs) It's awful. So yeah, so she she was taken aback by that. And and Tom's spin on that, the way that he tries to say, well, yeah, it's because she started to basically she started to validate me again. So that's why we were intimate. Like what? Because she said that she likes your fucking ugly fashion choices. Like, what are you talking about? He's so I don't know. And at that point, why didn't you make a decision? Why were you in two happy relationships with two different women? Ariana was in a better place in treating you well. And then you have Raquel that's adoring you. And so you're just going to continue sleeping and building these deep, intimate relationships with both of them. Yeah. You know, there's a part of me like I know they keep saying or Tom keeps saying that they were going to tell her before the reunion that this was going on and blah, 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 blah. I honestly don't think that's true. I'm at the point where I think he was so satisfied with having Ariana and having Raquel that he was going to try to ride this wave as long as he possibly could have. Like, I I just, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that he was really going to try to break it off with her because he was so comfortable in the life that they had with each other and that she was starting to do the things that he needed of her. And like then he had Raquel the fun side of the of the relationship of whatever the fling so like, I don't know I just yeah. find it hard to believe that he was going to be like yeah I'm going to like no I think Raquel was either going to leave him before he was going to tell Ariana yeah he was having his cake and eating it too and he was just waiting for it to run out and it did. I mean, I don't, I did think at the beginning that he was going to wait and either drop the bombshell at the reunion or tell her right before the reunion. And that was going to be a big reveal at the reunion that they broke up. And then he was going to see if they can, you know, spin it as Tom and Raquel fell in love after he broke up with Ariana. I don't know. It's just, he was having too much fun. And so that's when people like, stop being mean to him. And I'm just not, I, I, I agreed. Like the harassment towards him has gotten a little intense. And I've said that from the beginning, like we don't need to like send these people death threats, but like at the same time, like he does need to be held very accountable because what he was doing was diabolical and he was getting away with it and having fun and getting off on it. Yeah. He, he honestly didn't feel any guilt doing it. I don't think. No. And it is crazy to me that there just still isn't any accountability. Like, I still think that he thinks that this was not a big deal, which is wild. Yeah. It's, it's wild. He's like, I don't get why it's such a big deal to everybody. Like everybody cheated. Yeah. No, what you did was a hundred times worse. 
And again, like you mentioned, she she she's really upset because now her her character is in question, which I, her character was always I, in question. I get that this happened like three weeks, like the reunion happened three weeks prior to to the scandal breaking or whatever. So I can say like maybe she does have some delayed react. Like I could understand having some delayed reactions of like feelings of of everything because it's such a whirlwind but to really like at this point you're like yeah now my character's in in question no like you didn't think that when it first broke you didn't think that when you were doing it three months in like no did you not question your own character she did she did remember when there was the stories about Oliver's that were coming out and she was kind of like, Oh my God, people are looking at me like a mistress. And I don't want people to look at me like that because that's not who I am. She's thought about this. She's already had this reflection because she went through it when the Oliver articles were coming out. And then she engaged in a seven month affair with Sandoval. That is so true. Well, she was engaging in that affair. I get like, cause she got on, she went, she went on a date with Oliver after she already slept with Sandoval, right? Yes, because you're right. You're right. You're so she had already she had already so slept her with conversation Sandoval at after. Lala's birthday. That's why she was probably spinning out. Yes, she's nuts. And then and the confessional when she's talking about it all, she was definitely in a full blown affair with him. So she had the audacity to say that she doesn't want to be this way when she's sleeping with her best friend's boyfriend. Like what? What? Why? <laughs> Now that like conversation are, with again, Lala makes sense. You are a pathological liar. You are. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Um, Tom, they like look at each other for a while in silence. And you could tell they're trying to like speak to each other with their, with their eyes. And eventually Tom's just like, okay, well, I'm just going to go. And he gets out of the trailer. He walks away. And he tries to come back. And so he basically wants to have a moment with Rachel off camera. He mm-hmm. does not want to be followed around on camera. We see during this time that he's with Rachel that the other group is all together and they are being filmed. They're being filmed. We're hearing their conversations at lunch. And the producer tells Tom, look, if you want to go off solo, you could go off solo. We'll put cameras down. But Anytime you guys are together, anyone's together, we have to film it. And he is freaking out like a full blown tantrum. He says he's going to take off his mic. He starts claiming like, you have to give us a break. This is against labor laws and like crazy shit like that. And just starts yelling and pacing. And he's all upset. Well, yeah, because he has to condition her and to, she has to, she's about to come out in front of everybody and they have to get their story straight and he has to tell her what she's going to have to say. Otherwise, why is it so important, especially if you guys are broken up and you don't know the status of your relationship, mm-hmm. then why is it so important that you have some alone time off camera with your mistress? And he does. He, he basically says that. He says, I don't feel relaxed. She doesn't either. We have to watch what we fucking say when the cameras are up. And yep. we we want to talk freely, basically. And again, I want to tell her what to say. And I can't do that when you are recording me. And it, it was just so obvious. It was so obvious. So obvious that he really just needs to coach her because he's worried that she's going to reveal something that she shouldn't be revealing. And because he had Tom slip up about the timeline earlier. So he has to really make sure (laughs) that things are that we're all on the same page here. 
and and we can't we can't have any fumbles of at the one yard line. Briefly, Allie comes out. She looks great. The only reason why I noted this was because when they're talking about James and his drinking and how she doesn't love his drinking, they're trying to cut back on drinking, blah, 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 blah. And honestly, Sandoval is such a narcissist. I know this word keeps getting thrown around a lot, but he is because in this moment, he brings up some incident that happened in Atlantic city where James supposedly slapped some girl on the butt because he was so drunk is climbing on the rafters or whatever. I don't know. At a paid of gig that they had where he was DJing. And I guess the Toms were just making an appearance. Like it sounded like a club appearance or something like that. Not the most extras performing or anything, but just the two Toms showing up and James DJing is what it seemed like. And James was acting a fool, which, okay. I just, anything Sandoval says in this moment or any moment in this reunion that is trying to make someone else look bad just feels like he's deflecting away from himself. And I just don't, I don't, I don't care. Like if James did that, it's awful, sucks, bad. But like, I see it as you trying to shine the light away from yourself and it just doesn't, it's just not going to resonate with me. It just isn't. No, because what you did was diabolical and twisted. And James having a drunken moment at a club is not the same thing. And it's not comparable. Not comparable. And I loved, you know, Lala. She's like, I want to have a serious conversation about this. And she points out, you know, you two pointing to the Toms, you both drink very heavily. And Tom fire, well, t- fires back and he's like, well, I... It's, it's how you react with it. I don't smack girls on the ass. And Ariana very rightfully so says no you just fuck my friends uh yeah sir what like what are you talking about like again like foot meet mouth exactly he doesn't think because again all he's trying to do and this is why i liked when ariana caught him up i think it was a little later but where she says you know the best your tactic is to make sure that somebody else doesn't get to finish a thought or finish a Mm -hmm. sentence. You cut it off and try to direct the conversation elsewhere and then they can't finish what they're actually saying. And that's what he was trying to do here. Yeah. And after she says, no, you just fucked my friends. His response is, that's that's irrelevant. Dude. (laughs) No, it's the most relevant (laughs) thing at this reunion. He's so annoying. He keeps getting upset that it gets brought up. He's like, oh, is that your Trump card? Is that the card? Like, yeah, dude, it is. It is. Yeah, it, it is it the card It speaks exactly year. to your character. And it, it that, like, yes, it is the Trump card. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. And then we get into the whole TRO of it, which honestly, this all made me emotional. I, I, I like Sheena. I never loved Sheena, but seeing Sheena cry made me cry. And seeing her get upset about this made me get upset about this. You know, Sheena explains that the court date wasn't it like two or three days after the reunion was filmed? It was like very close. No, it was it was a week after. A it week was the after. following week. A following week after that the reunion was filmed. And so she says she cannot talk about specifics. Andy asked, Did you punch her? She says she can't answer that. Andy asked the group if they think Sheena punched her. No one really says anything. Lisa says, I think Sheena might have slapped her. And then Sandoval jumps in, or Andy asked Sandoval, which again. <laughs> So weird. He has the most awkward pause. He's shifting in his seat. He's heavily breathing. He's, oh, oh, um, I wasn't there. 
you know, I feel like I'm stuck in a rock in a hard place. Like, no, you're not, dude. Either you pick your mistress's side or you pick your former friend's side. You're not in a hard place. Honestly, you should pick your mistress's side if this is like the card you're rolling with. At this point, yeah. At this point, you should say, yeah, I think she punched her. Like, I th- I think what Raquel says is true because that's my girl and I'm going to ride for her. Like, that's what you should say. But I'm not going to give him advice. And this upset Sheena because she felt like, you know, shut up, you're wrong. And we have this interesting back and forth, which honestly was made clear to me because I listened to the Call Her Daddy interview with Ariana. And had you not listened to that, I think this back and forth might have been a little confusing because there wasn't a lot of clarity. But basically the night that everything happened, when Ariana found out, she and Tom got in a fight, obviously. And she confronted him. She called Raquel on the phone and also called Sheena. And it was like a a three-way call where they were on speakerphone and Tom and Ariana were both on the other, on the same line with the two of them. Sheena then says, I'm going to take her phone and throw it away. I will call you back on my phone. And so she does that. From Ariana's POV, from what we hear in the reunion, is that Sheena says, oh my God, I just pushed her. Tom says, no, you didn't say that. You said, I just punched that bitch in the face and threw her phone in the street, which I thought it was really funny. Like how (laughs) embellished that was. (laughs) Like Ariana's was like, I just pushed her. And his was, no, I just punched that bitch in the face. (laughs) Like the, all the added words to that (laughs) made me laugh. I think Tom probably did in his brain here punch when it was actually pushed. I think Sheena pushed her, but I don't think she punched her. And when you're screaming on the phone, punch and push can easily sound interchangeable. Yeah. I mean, and they did sound push, punch. It does sound interchangeable, but it it was, and it was funny. You know, I was on Twitter this morning and I saw a Bravo account basically saying like, what do you think? Do you think Tom's telling of the story seems legit? And so does Ariana's. And I'm like, Tom is a proven liar. What, what, why would you believe at this point, anything that comes out of his mouth? Like what, what? Yeah. That's why when he's like, here's what really happened. And then Ariana's like from the liar. Yes. Yes. You can't take anything that he says at face value. That's irrelevant. Yeah. (laughs) And then at this point, we, we see Rachel watching. Um, she, she's getting ready to come out. So now she's in her green dress instead of in her like, cat sweater or whatever she was wearing before and she's watching this all with a blank face like no emotion nothing going on behind the eyes it's really weird and sheena reiterates that she only became suspicious up until recently which was around january i believe and at this point she said that she went to ariana off camera because they are real friends and they discussed this And Ariana said that she does not believe any of these rumors to be true, that she does not believe that either one of them would do this to her and that she dismissed it. And I believe at this point, Sheena also is like, okay, if this is what you believe, like I'm going to, you know, let it go. I'm not going to bring it up anymore. She does confront Tom about it and ask him about it later on -on one-on-one and he denies it as well. So Again, it's an it's a matter of Ariana trusting her boyfriend of nine years. And it's 
crazy how it's being weaponized against her of and we get to it later in Rachel's one-on-one but like her being trusting of her partner is now being used against her used against her yeah when Rachel is just like yeah I mean you know I don't think she questioned us enough she trusted you guys like what? she trusted you like what was she supposed to be more like skeptical of you? And then what would you have done? Would you have admitted it or would it, would you have continued to lie to her face as you had done for seven months? Mm-hmm. And this is when Sheena starts to break down. So we get a mm. flashback to the previous day when Andy was talking to Rachel and she gives him a piece of paper that I guess shows that her lawyer was in the process of dismissing this temporary restraining order or something. And she says that she does regret filing the restraining order. Um, She wishes she didn't. Andy hands this to Sheena because Rachel can't physically hand it to her herself. And Sheena immediately breaks down and expresses how hard this whole thing has been for her. And I mean... If you if you really look at it and think about it, it, I'm sure it was. She had to get a lawyer. She had to, you know, that 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 is stressful. And on top of everything else, feeling betrayed by these two people that she thought were her closest friends. And again, Rachel is in her trailer as Sheena is bawling her eyes out. And Rachel has no emotion. None. Nothing. None. Literally dead behind the eyes. Her stri- her dead stripper eyes. It was, it was on, it, that was, that, that is scary. I, that's, just, that's just scary to think that someone could like, Rachel was so close to this girl and she could watch Sheena having such an emotional breakdown and literally not show any type of empathy for her in that moment. Like I didn't need her to cry, but like uh, hands in the, like face in the head, like something like she showed nothing a natural human reaction would be to get a little choked up because you see someone's raw emotion and you know that you're on, you know, they're on the receiving end of your actions. You put her in this position. Not only did you hurt her, but now you're taking this time away from her daughter. Yeah. That it's like, how do you not feel anything in that moment? It was honestly like that. God, and it makes me nervous for part three because I honestly feel like we all are waiting to hear Raquel talk and share something. And I don't think we're going to be satisfied with what she has to say because I don't think she is capable of of providing anything substantial in this this space. Like it it really is. I mean, maybe we need a, a... I don't fucking know. But, you know... Sheena, you know, again, goes on about how she's done everything for her. She gave her a place to stay. She supported her. She was a sister that she never had growing up. And again, as you mentioned, she mentions how she has not been able to be present for her daughter because of this. And it's been really taking her out of it. Summer Moon saw mommy crying and Summer Moon started crying. And like, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being in that situation. And this is when I started crying. Yeah. (laughs) And it was really, really sad. And then we cut back to Rachel in the trailer and she says, now I think I should have wrote in Sheena a letter, a note, like saying what, like, what, what do you wish you would have said to her in that moment? Like, or before? And why didn't you? My bad. It's so, so sorry. I don't know what else to say. What did she text Ariana? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say, but I fucked up. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. And and again, Sandoval just doesn't fucking get it. At this moment, he's going on this tirade about, you know, you've known me for 15 years. You know me. You should know my character. You should know I wouldn't do this maliciously. And oh, thank God for Ariana Maddox when she says, shut the fuck. Like, what is wrong with you? Get the fuck out of here. You didn't do this maliciously. Then how do you how do you do something like this without malicious, malicious intent? What is wrong with you? He's like, yes, it was malicious, but it wasn't done with malicious intent. God, like what? Which makes so, no fucking sense. Like, like it literally makes no sense. Like, no fucking sense. You didn't do it. Yeah, you He's didn't do it, you know, in idiot. good faith. Like, how can someone be so fucking dumb? Like, I just, it is wild to me. It really is. It blows my mind. And yeah, it, he and he wants to have some type of relationship with Sheena still. And Ariana shuts that down. She's like, this is not happening. Like, you guys are done. Like, and you have no friendship. I, and again, I, just, I don't think he understands. Like, how, yeah. Like how, how or why do you think someone would want to be your friend when you lied to them for so long? Like why? Yeah. Why would she want to be, especially after the, we find out the things that he said to her on the phone about how their friendship never meant anything and he didn't even care about her all that much. Yeah, that was weird too, which he denies in the moment at the reunion. But we saw in this finale when Sheena talked to him that he owned up to basically and apologized. Yeah diminishing their friendship so it's like like dude we, we we saw you on camera saying that you said that and now you're saying that you didn't like come on get your life straight and then you know obviously sheena has to leave the stage but she does it in sheena shea fashion she gives us good as gold she hands andy a gold because we're good as gold because we're good as gold <laughs> she gives Andy a gold plated good as gold record, which was really cute and really sweet. Matched her dress. I wonder if she did that all on, on purpose. Um, and <laughs> so she leaves the stage and she has to be 100 feet away prior to Raquel entering the stage. So before we get that, we get a separate one-on-one -on -one with Raquel, one of the one-on-ones, and this is a little bit more extended. And here's what Raquel says in this one-on-one -on -one that she has with Andy. She confirms or reconfirms whatever the timeline. She says that the moment of intimacy first started after the girls' trip. Okay, that's what everyone else has been saying. When Charlotte died. When Charlotte's body wasn't even cold. She says he made her feel seen and heard. Okay. And that she stupidly thought <laughs> that this all, all could work out with Ariana. Yes, yes. But I... that she lived in her own La La world and thought that everything would be okay with her and Ariana after this. Like, what, girl? How? What? When? Why? <laughs> Like, no, Why? no, no. Pull the plug. No. It was why when she said, I, I honestly like, wow. <laughs> the delusion of this one. She's fucking delusional. She said that she was hoping Tom would break up with her so that they could start dating, mm. dating. Like, what? well, again, like, I, it's just with the no logic repercussions. between the two of them to think that even if they did, if even if Tom did break up with her, like it still would be really fucked up for him to go on and date her best friend. Am I wrong in that? Yeah. No, not like 
Because then you'd be thinking, well, what was going on for you guys to get this close? And like, you would just like, there would be like, it would need a couple of years off before it would be okay for him to even consider that for other people to even consider that. Like their friendship would have to drift apart. Like (laughs) what? Literally psycho. Psycho. And again, the victim, victim shaming. It's, it's all Ariana's fault because she said it did seem weird that, you know, she was in denial about it. She never pressed about it. She believed what they said at face value. Like, how could she believe her what an nine-year boyfriend when he tells her he's not cheating on? Like, why would she believe that? Exactly. Ugh, what a dummy. Why would she believe her boyfriend of nine years? Why would she have trust in a long-term relationship with a partner that she saw spending the rest of her life with? Why would she trust her best friend that she knew, you know, would never break her heart like that? Like, why, why? would she be such a good person? Who would who would think that? And Andy's face throughout that whole exchange was fucking hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> he was like, hmm, mm, uh, uh, like trying to like, like painfully watch her like struggling through the answer. <laughs> Which is the only way to watch her is painfully. Yeah, truly. And then Rachel says that at this point when Ariana found out. So while they're on the phone and that March day after Watch What Happens Live, Ariana kept pressing Rachel for the timeline. When did this start? When did this start? When did this start? And Rachel admits that she didn't know what to say and that she was hesitant to say anything because her and Tom hadn't started talking about what they were going to say about this. They had not what their story was. What their story was. They had not decided what their story was going to be. What their lie was going to be. Yes. And so basically she says that they wanted to try to shorten the affair period. That she was going to say that they wanted to maybe say that it started in January or February or whatever. Yeah. But because she felt pressured and she didn't know what to say, that she ultimately told the fucking truth or what we believe to be the truth. And that it started in August and and that she doesn't think, you know, Tom would have had they gathered about this, that that probably wasn't going to be what they told Ariana from the beginning. Yeah, because they thought that it would lessen the blow. Lying to her a little bit more would make it better. Yes, as if she wouldn't find out some other way. So (sighs) cut to the stage. Rachel says she's scared to see Ariana. We get a visual of Ariana looking bad ass, sitting there waiting for that rat to come out on the stage. Tom Schwartz is nervous, so nervous that he takes out a pill bottle of Xanax and pops one, which like... Dude, you're why why you, give it to Ariana? Like what are you doing? <laughs> why do you need the Xanax why? other than to keep your story straight because yeah. you probably lied to save Sandy Balls? Yes. Yes. And it ends with Raquel taking a seat and saying hello Andy. And we have part 3 which is going to wrap it all up. Zach, in the news there's been a rumor that there's something so big that the cast needs to watch all three parts before they know if they fully want to sign on. What do you think that rumor is? I don't think that rumor is as big as they're making it out to be, yeah. to be honest with you. I don't think Raquel's pregnant. Maybe she was pregnant. I might like my theory was like maybe she got pregnant after the initial hookup and then they that's what bonded them together and why they decided to stay in this affair. Um I know people are thinking that maybe it was that the relationship started back when she was dating James. I honestly don't think it's as big and juicy as 
the cast is making it out to be. Lala says she knows what it is. Andy says he thinks he knows what it is. And they both seem to think that like, Wait, Andy says he that. thinks he knows? He was doing promotion for his book, his new book, The Daddy Diaries. And I think it was with the girls from Bitch Sesh. And they asked him about it. And he's like, Alex said that there's something really juicy. He's like, I mean, there are things that people don't know, but I don't know if there's a big reveal. But then we have the new preview that came out that said we have to wait for the last five minutes yeah. of part three because that's going to be a big juicy reveal. So, I mean, I I don't know what it could be that would be so scandalous. I'm thinking it's played up more than it's actually worth it. Yeah, I kind of, I'm starting to agree with that. I thought it was something that came from the one-on-one with him and Rachel. And I thought it had to do, or I think it has to do with the timeline of everything. But I guess we'll see. We shall see. I, I'm i looking forward to part three. I really, really am. And however, I am going to be sad when this is all over because I can't get enough. I know. <laughs> After next week, it's done. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Tears of sad. <laughs> it went too fast. It went too fast. Um, Zach, this was fun. Guys, you can catch Zach on the, like I said, You're Doing Amazing Sweetie podcast with Amelia. They will be talking and breaking down season three of the Kardashians on Hulu. And also Zach will be joining Morally Corrupt Friday edition, recapping Real Housewives of Orange County when that show comes back, which is next week also. So you'll get your fix of Zach. You'll also get your fix of me because I will be (laughs) recapping Atlanta with Rachel as well hopefully but i doubt that season will pick up um there's those girls the girls in atl are struggling yeah they had their worst ratings over like in their entire 15 season history yeah they had dallas like ratings which not good no bueno and the trailer looked so good like i thought this season was going to be so promising because the trailer actually looked like a good season of atlanta i don't know I'm kind of I'm 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 team bring Kim Zolciak back. I need that desperate bring Kim back. Desperate we need Kim. blonde wig lady. We need Kim for like a Lisa Hochstein style season. Mm-hmm. That erratic cigarette chain smoking red wine solo cup drinking Kim Zolciak. Bring her back. Yes. <laughs> but guys, we will be back next week. We look forward to recapping part three of the Vanderpump Rules reunion, as well as part two of Summer House. This was fun. Talk to you guys later. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.